Welcome to the Midnight Entrepreneur. I'm your host, Easton Bennett, alongside my fellow co-host, Tyler Sinden. We are both entrepreneurs who are learning, growing, and building our own businesses. And our goal is to share our experience and knowledge to help you grow and become a successful entrepreneur. Strap in. Before we get started, if you have any questions or things you'd like us to cover, you can email us at themidnightentrepreneur at gmail.com. And if you'd like to join our business discord where we talk about wins, business problems, or general questions, shoot us a message and we will get you in there. Tyler, what's going on? Saturday afternoon. It is Saturday. Not too much, man. Just had my first swim in a 50 meter pool and that was a lot more difficult than I expected. Yeah. A little bit longer. What was the one before? 20? Uh, so th- there's two different pools. It's like 61 feet. So it's just over 18 meters. It's like 18 point whatever. Yep. And then the one that I have my swimming lessons at is 25 meters. So it's, it's a big difference. Yeah. Almost double the length. Exactly. Yeah. It's like two lengths of the pool is 100 meters where the other one, I got to do like five, five or six. So it's like completely net. Uh, what is it? Like my my number of laps have gone down quite significantly to get yeah. to the same point. Yeah. Because like before I was doing like two hundred <clears throat> laps, and then this this time I did like thirty. Yeah. <laughs> and it gets me to like the same point. Yeah, that's all right. You're still pulling the same amount of water. <laughs> Trying to cut through it. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, all right, Tyler. Other than the the new pool, what's uh, what's been going on with you? Uh, I don't know how many times I need to fuck up to learn, <laughs> but we had a <laughs> we had another one, <laughs> another website issue, hey? Yep, yep. So I not I wouldn't say it's as serious as the last time, but I can't access their backend, and I don't think anyone can. So I contacted the hosting company, and I was like, "Hey, what's going on? Can you help us or help me?" And they ended up sending it to their tech team. And now I got to wait 72 to 96 hours for them to go back to the backups and potentially bring it back because I cannot access it at all. No one can. So hopefully the backups work. That's, That's so why we wild. do backups. Yeah. Yeah. Backups. So I think the, backups. Uh, yeah. I, so I did back it up both the, so I, I was making a staging website and I was trying to make that live. It wasn't working. So I, tried to do a bunch of stuff and then I ended up deleting it and that ended up causing a bunch of issues apparently. And now I can't access any of the website, but the website is still live. What I'm thinking, if they can't get a backup, it's one issue or one one solution that we can do is I'll be like, hey, look, I'll host everything. We'll just have to move it over to my hosting. I won't charge you or anything for that. This is on me. And I have the backups for his website. So then I'll be able to just re-import those backups into his new website and I would just be hosting it as opposed to his current host. Okay. Gotcha. So are you learning from fuck up number one to (laughs) fuck up number two? Different fuck ups, but I'm trying to, man. It's like, I, I just don't expect this stuff to happen. So I need to start thinking before I make these big actions happen. And yeah, (laughs) trying to learn because it's like what Alex always says is you aren't learning if you're doing the same actions over and over again. So I, I don't know. I know this is different issues, but same kind of result is happening. Well, as long as you learn from it a little bit, um, maybe it takes one or two times, but yeah, I mean, obviously it's not going to always be all sunshine and rainbows. So 
Yeah. Learning the hard way. That's how it goes. That's how it goes. Well, I'm going to look... I'm going to look back on these days and be like, that shaped me into who I am today. Yep. Remember when I didn't know how to make a website stay live? That's what you're going to say. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then I would be panicking for the next day until the websites came back up. So that's what I learned from the first one is I can't do anything right now. So just try and keep busy in the meantime. Yeah. So you're panicking a little bit less in the first time, which is good. Yeah. Last night I was panicking, but then I was just like, okay. I guess I got to wait now for 72 to 96 hours and yeah. hopefully they got the issue fixed. You're like, yeah, can't do anything about it. So uh, no need to stress about it. Um, good to hear a uh, little update on my end. I had a birthday on uh, Thursday. When's this come out Monday? Uh, it was a good time. Um, other than that, just been grinding a little bit. I did have an awesome birthday gift. I woke up to, um, Got a text message and it was from a client that we worked with this summer and they said, Hey, we got another job for you. Give me a call. And, um, so I gave her a call and she said, Hey, uh, we really like the project that we did this summer and we think we want to do a new one. We're launching this new product and we want you to follow around, follow us around, um, for a week and create like a mini documentary. Uh, and you'll go to San Francisco, New York and Boston with us. Um, Can I come? Yeah, no kidding, right? And she's like, she's like, is that something you would do? Do you travel for work? And I was like, dude, I yeah, I, that'd be awesome. Um, awesome. But yeah, she's like, just give me. I was like, do you want me to edit it or just shoot it? Uh, she's like, well, I'll get us. Uh, just start thinking about a budget for um, both. One for just coming out and shooting for five days. She's like, obviously, we'll pay for your flights and your uh, lodging and everything, um, and then also give us a budget for uh, editing it as well. So I was, I was almost on the phone. You'd be like, dude, I'll just do it for free. Just pay for my flights. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that was pretty exciting. Um, exciting news. She's like, yeah, we want to do it like the second week of January. So going to have a meeting this week about um, some of the budget stuff and the actual details for the project. But that uh, was a good little birthday gift. Awesome. That's exciting. I'd, yeah. That's like one of my goals that I, I'd want to do is just being able to travel to work. I've I've always thought that's cool to be able to just travel for work. So <clears> you're moving up, getting some bigger clients and doing some new stuff. It looks like doing my damnedest. And I don't want to say who it is because I don't know all the legal stuff, but I can tell you after the episode. Um, and hopefully I can, I can who it is. Yeah. You probably know who it is. Um, but yeah, so well, you got it in the notes. Oh yeah. There you go. Um, so yeah. Um, hopefully we can, I can share a little bit more information as the coming weeks come, but for now we'll leave it at that. Uh, pretty exciting stuff. Awesome. That's a, that's a pretty exciting one. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. And they're like, you just follow around uh CEO. And I'm like, it's crazy. Oh, shit. Yeah. Which which location are you most looking forward to? Probably New York. Not going to lie. Never yeah. been to New York. Have you been there? No. Nope. nope. And um, any of those locations? You no. You been outside of North Dakota, except for Vegas? Uh, I've been to LA. Um, <laughs> and she's like, well, how, did, how do you get to San Francisco? And I was like, never been there but i was like uh <laughs> i was like ah, i think you can go uh when i went to la i went denver to la um and i'm pretty yeah. sure new york is just mine out to minneapolis to new york um so i'm like ah, we could figure it out but so you'd be going back to mine at every time or would it be like san fran new york boston i think it would be one location to the next to the next and then back to mine okay yeah okay but got to get somewhere to one of those locations um mm -hmm. to get to the other ones so I don't know yeah, what would be the definitely. easiest route. Probably, you know, I'm thinking it'd be like San Francisco and then over to the East Coast and then back. But mm -hmm. I don't know. And then I thought about, you know, I was like, man, maybe I could, you know, if I go there and they want to do Monday to Friday, 
and I just say, hey, just book my flight for the following Monday. I'm going to stay in one of the cities for a couple extra days and just kind of check it out. Um, Shanna doesn't work. So I was like, Hey, maybe you want to fly out to whatever city I'm in? Um, she's yeah. like, honestly, I wouldn't be against it. And I'm like, so maybe we'll, we'll see if that works, but, um, yeah, pretty exciting. Cool. Hopefully I get a little bit more information this week. That'd be fun. Yeah. Well, I'm excited for you. She's like, do you want to, is it good to like, if you shoot all of it or is like, you just want to shoot some of it? I was like, oh, it's going to be more cohesive if I shoot everything. But yeah. So that's, yeah. So that's where I was like, ah, I'll shoot it all. Just bring me along. (laughs) So I want to go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's, uh, you, what else you got on your list here, Tyler? I just got a notification. You can go through yours. You can go through yours and then, uh, I got, I got something new at the end. Okay. Uh, yeah. I just got a notification that Shohei Otani, uh, just went to the Los Angeles Dodgers 10 years, 700 million. So no blue Jays. Yeah. No blue Jays. Um, but yeah, uh, other things on my list here, I got uh, some client Christmas gifts. I've been doing that a little bit. Uh, we got the cookies rolling. Uh, those should be done on Monday uh, with the client logos and my logos. I think it was a total of 15 dozen cookies. Um, cool. So, yeah, I think it was like 84. Them out? <laughs> yeah, I got I got extra <laughs> Bennett Creative Media ones. So I think I got 84 <laughs> Bennett Creative Media cookies and then the rest are client <laughs> cookies. Um, and then Sweet. I'm going to pa- pack them up in some boxes, give them, deliver them to some clients. Uh, I wanted to do, I wanted to do a little bit more like personalized gifts, but the one thing I realized is I'm like, I don't know how to personalize a lot of these gifts. Cause I haven't talked to, like, I know these people have good relationships with them, but I don't really know what they like. So I've started a client spreadsheet where I can write down like their interests and stuff. So for example, this last week, um, we were shooting in devil's lake and my contact point, her office is full of 49ers stuff, huge 49ers fan. So I'm thinking, you know, for Christmas, I'll get her, you know, the box cookies, or whatever, and then maybe something 49ers related. So I've started a spreadsheet to start. Once I start hearing these things, I can't remember all of them. So if I just start punching them into that list, so then when it comes for their birthdays or it comes for Christmas, I can refer back to that list and see what I can get them. That's smart. It, it, it made me think it's completely different, but it made me think of the office with Michael Scott, where he writes down the client's notes on uh what is it? Those little cue card things. Yep. And it's like, he has them like color coordinated and he's like, green means stop. <laughs> and then he's like, two gay sons. Don't talk about it. And then yep. it's like, green means, green means stop. And then red <laughs> means go. Two gay it's like, sons. doesn't make sense it. at all. Yeah. And then it was funny because Dwight, Dwight ends up stealing them and then he starts asking him about it. And then he's like, yeah, that means, that means stop. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't ask about it. <laughs> Don't ask. Yeah, that's smart to take notes. I started actually doing that about with people when I would like meet someone new and just any like notes that they tell me about themselves to try and remember it better. Yeah. I would just add it in my in their contact information on my phone. So like if I ever like go back to hang out with them, I can <laughs> quickly yeah. look at it and be like, Oh, they got two dogs. This is their name. Yeah. This is it. And this is like, what they okay. like. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Keeps me informed. It's a good idea. Um, yeah. And it's just good to know more about the people that you're working with. Just uh, build that relationship. Right. So exactly. I think that's also a good way to remember it because like you're writing it down a second time as mm-hmm. opposed to just hearing it once and just forgetting about it. And then it's on to the next one. Whereas like if you're writing it down, you're going to be, be remembering it a little bit better. 90% of the time and probably just writing it down will help you remember it enough where you pr- might not even need to go check back in on it. Um, but yeah. Exactly. 
Start that spreadsheet. Start uh, giving people some gifts. I'm super excited about these cookies too. I'm pumped. <laughs> yeah. Did you get them from uh, Elizabeth? Uh, nope. Uh, uh, Lexi no. Miller is her name. She's local. Um, okay. Yeah. So she was also on my podcast. Um, but uh, Elizabeth does more. I don't know if she does cookies. Cakes. But she does like cakes and the macarons or macaroons. I can't remember how it's mm. pronounced. But she does more of that stuff where these are just kind of like sugar cookies with the logo on top of them. Gotcha. So yeah, got to support local. Yep, support local. Um, it's awesome. She's like, yeah, I'll individually wrap them in the plastic, and I'll give you a bunch of boxes with some filling paper. And I'm like, do I have to pay for that? And she's like, no, I'll just give it to you. I'm like, okay, cool. Because I was like, just let me know yeah. where you ordered your boxes from, and I'll uh, and I'll order some. She's like, no, yeah, I'll just give you, you got some. A, you got a big enough order, and she's just like, here you go. Yeah, fifteen, me. fifteen dozen. Yeah, I think it was like four hundred fifty bucks or something like that. So not bad. Not yeah. bad. Probably takes her a day to make, day or two to make. Um, so, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, pumped about that. We'll give a little bit of an update on that. Um, Tyler, what else you got? Anything else for us? Yeah. So, this is somewhat new. I had Jorge reach out to me and he, <laughs> from, I think it was last episode, he had just questions about your partnership or whatever we want to call it. And he was just like, what's going on with it? I think maybe there wasn't enough information. I think I have a little bit more information because we've talked about it a little bit more, but is it a partnership that you're doing or are you buying him out or what's, how's that working exactly? It's more of a transition. I don't, I, I wouldn't say I'm buying him out. I guess you can maybe look at it like that, but it's not like I'm like, Hey, I'm paying you this amount of money for your clients and then you're out of it. Right. That's how I view as a buyout. Uh, whereas this is more of, Hey, I'm taking these clients and we're pushing them all into your entity, which is Benacreta Media. So all the billing and everything will go through my uh, side of things. And then for the first year, it was supposed to be a year transition, but we're it's going to take us another year. Uh, we're, we're looking at the budgets and breaking down like, okay, I'll take X amount. You know, I'll take this amount of the production side and you can take a little bit off the top of the production uh post-production i'll i'll take this much you take this much this much we need to hire uh some other people to help us out with the shoot so we're kind of working in tandem on the budgets and then after this year ideally the scenario would be that i have all of these clients and i'm managing all the budgets, all the contracts, all the client communication, everything. And then he is just taking a percentage of the work that he's doing. So if he's doing all the sales, let's say, okay, you get 40% of the project budget. And then the year after that, he's doing the sales. Maybe then it gets dropped down to, okay, now you get 25%. And then the last year you get 10%, whatever it might be. So there is going to be some sort of phase out period but it's going to be mm -hmm. more. So he's still going to be hands-on working with it. He's just pushing the majority of the work to me so I can start handling it. But he wants to make sure that obviously the client communication is still going well. And he really likes the sales side of things. So he still wants to sell videos. He just doesn't want to be doing the actual shooting. He doesn't want to be doing the actual okay. editing uh, pre-production. He doesn't really want to do a lot of that. So I think it's more so the sales uh, closing those contracts and taking a cut from it is what he's looking for. And then eventually whether it's after this year or it's, you know, two years from now, there would be some sort of phase out period um, or maybe some sort of agreement where he is just now working on commission. He's selling the jobs and I give him a cut of the budget. So we have yet to figure that okay. out, but it's more so of a partnership transition rather than a buyout. But, you know, it's kind of all one and the same. So there isn't really a valuation on his side of the business, his clients. 
I don't think so. I mean, I know what his okay. yearly revenue is and stuff, and you can figure that out. You know, sometimes it's two and a half times revenue. Um, you know, I think that's standard in some places. Um, but yeah, I mean, we haven't slapped a number on it. It's like, well, they're worth X amount of dollars. Mm-hmm. It's more so transition into it and still work together on the budgets, uh, make sure things mm-hmm. are profitable. And then after we have pretty much everything pushed on me, that's when we'll figure out how does he get out of this or what is his role okay. moving forward? Okay. So there's not really a necessity for a non-compete clause. Yeah, I don't think so. Um, because I think anytime, you know, if he was to get a new job, he would mm-hmm. just say, okay, well, the production arm is Easton. He's going to take care of that. So I don't think it's ever a thing where five years down the road, we're not working together. I think we'll probably work together for the next 40 years um, in some capacity. <laughs> but I think he really wants to get into the movie side of things, the TV side of things, and shoot that, and then just do some ad sales on the side okay and the last so. one if you're not buying why are you bringing in third parties like lawyers and other stuff like that uh I, no so well i mean we're not bringing in lawyers to, like sit down and actually type anything out as of right now like we're not signing any uh-huh. contracts yet or anything um okay but we would the the reason we bring in the third party is just to have that middle person to look at it from an outside perspective yeah to just say okay it's probably the best if if you do it this way you know and they can see like from the outside looking in i think last episode stake in the game yeah uh, last episode i think he mentioned oh maybe we need to hire a financial person to take care of all the bookkeeping um and maybe a third party person looks at and says well you don't really need that or maybe they say hey you need a fractional cfo where they just do or a controller or something like that um so they can just give us a better look from the outside of here's probably the best way for you guys to do this partnership. Whereas we have ideas, but does it really make sense? Cause we're in the day to day every single day. So maybe we're being mm-hmm. blinded a mm-hmm. little bit. Yeah. But I also yeah. have biases towards your own businesses and exactly. He, he values his clients and he wants to go a certain way. You want to go a certain way. So it's just finding that middle ground. Exactly. And I think eventually like, you know, after a year, if we transition where everything's going to me and we need to bring in a lawyer to say, Hey, here's the contract. Like you get 40% of the budget, whatever it is, or you get 25% of it, whatever the percentage comes out to be. Then we actually have something in writing. Uh, we can mm-hmm. sign off on that, but I think that's that's a little bit down the road. Cool. That was about all I had. So thank you, Jorge, for writing in. Yeah, appreciate Asking it, Jorge. Some comments. Yeah, it's good that we can elaborate clarify. a little bit. Yeah, elaborate. Yeah, and and uh, clarify a little bit more because I know I know a little bit more about what's going on with you and your day to day because we talk more often as opposed yeah. to this. So like we might leave some details out. So it was good to do that and flush that out a little bit. So thank you, Jorge. Yes, Jorge, appreciate it. Keep sending in those questions and we'll answer. Because, yeah, it's tough because me and Tyler are talking all the time and we're giving each other more details than we probably share on the podcast. But that's probably just because we forget that we already know mm-hmm. these kinds of things. So when we talk about it, we just assume you do too. So it's good to, good to get those clarifying questions. Uh, news story this week. Google has uh, announced their release of Gemini, which is their chat GPT uh, competitor. They released a six-minute demo video, and they're facing a little bit of backlash. Demo video is pretty cool. Me and Tyler actually watched it before Mm -hmm. this uh, episode, before we started filming. It is pretty cool that the AI software can almost have a conversation with you audibly. So whereas ChatGPT is, you know, text and you're reading it, 
this new Gemini model is actually speaking back to you and reacting based on what you're showing it. So if you're showing it a picture of a duck, it can tell you it's a duck. Uh, and then if you color it in, uh, it can tell you it's a blue duck. And it's kind of cool. There was the probably the coolest one that I saw was the two pieces of yarn uh, or the two balls of yarn and it said, hey, and you didn't even have to type this. Like the guy was, yeah, he was talking. Voice. He said, hey, tell me, here's two things of yarn. Like, what can I make out of this? And then it gives you some ideas. And it's like, hey, you could make uh, this with blue ears or you could make an octopus or whatever it is. And it shows you pictures of what to make. Um, so it does look pretty cool. But the backlash that Google is getting is that, it was a little bit fabricated. Um, the the demo is not a hundred percent accurate and true. It's more so Google put a disclaimer in the description of the YouTube video that said we've cut out some latency, so it's not actually this responsive, and it is just mm. showing you what is possible with these things. So I'm not sure if it actually it gives you correct. I'm not sure if it actually gives you real time feedback, like having a conversation. So people were a little bit hesitant and they got some backlash for putting out, putting out a half false demo video. Yeah. It still looked extremely cool. But my first question when you said this was what happened to Bard? Because I know they ended up coming up with a, basically the same thing as what chat GPT is for Google. And I was like, what's going on with that? It, it appears that it is still there and available. And um, whenever I try it, it's not available in Canada, which sucks. But I heard Bard's not as good as ChatGPT anyways. But what I think is cool with this is that it's completely different. So it's like a more advanced version of, say, I haven't used ChatGPT4. I don't know if you have, but it's like a more advanced version of it because you can use your video camera and then you can... And then it basically picks it up, the information that you put in front of it. Or I think one thing that you could do with it, it kind of takes away the human element of learning and getting better. But say you got math problems or physics problems, you can start putting it on there. And then what it's able to do is read the equation or read the problem and say, okay, this is the answer. And then, then it can probably come up with how it came to that solution. And then it's able to teach you. So it ba I, I don't know if we talked about this, but maybe we did. I think it was one of Elon's when he was talking about AI. But what AI can be is like the best tutors and mentors possible because they have the patience to to wait for people to learn and to yeah. teach them properly. So I think that could be a really good way because it's like, maybe it's like, don't give me the answer. Help walk me through this. Yeah. And I think that's what's cool about it. Like you mentioned, it's it's not a direct. It is a direct competitor with ChatGPT, but it's totally different. Like this is mm -hmm. uh, audio. It's like the advanced, it's a yeah. Advanced, advanced They're version. talking. You can use cameras. I have used ChatGPT four. Um, I have the paid subscription for ChatGPT, so it's pretty good. Like I use it all the time. Um, but you know, Google coming in, it's only going to make both products better because they're obviously going to have to compete with each other, and it's going right. to make both of them better. I think it's pretty crazy how much Google's lagged behind. I don't know if they just didn't expect this to happen where someone was going to release this type of product and they could have been doing it or maybe they just slept and they didn't think about releasing something like this because it is somewhat of a direct competitor with Google search because yeah. a lot of the stuff is you can go to ChatGPT and say, hey, how much is an iPhone 14? And yeah. then it'll be able to do that where it's like the same thing that you could do on Google, but Google's bringing you to maybe the website. And it's like, can you really do that 
on ChatGPT. It's like, bring me to Apple. I'm not going to lie. Ever since ChatGPT came out, I don't Google stuff nearly as much as I used to. Really? Yeah. Like, if there's a question like that, I, I go to ChatGPT to search for it. It's just easier for me because you open a new tab and then that's Google right there. Yeah. So it's like, I mean, I still, so I still Google a lot for like quick answers like that. Like how much is an iPhone? I'm going to type that into Google because I know it's going to pop up at the very top. But if I need to like uh, an intricate question where I know I'm going to have to click on a link and read something, I'm just mm. doing it on chat GPT. That's fair. Maybe I just haven't gotten in the habit of that. Yeah. Start using it, man. <laughs> Game changer. We'll see. Um, I'll use Gemini when it, when it comes comes out. Yeah, I'll, I'll try it for sure. December 13th is the launch date. Um, it looks pretty cool. So if you guys haven't seen the demo video, uh, go check it out. Just know that it is edited a little bit, um, obviously, for the demo reel. And people were giving them some backlash for that. But if it, if it does come to the point where it actually is that responsive and the demo mm -hmm. video is accurate, I think it's going to be pretty cool. Definitely. It looks really cool. I was pretty amazed at it when I was watching. Yeah, you just kept saying, wow, wow. It's like Owen wow. Wilson. Um, wow. <laughs> all right, so let's get into this week's topic. We're going to be talking about quitting, deciding when you should quit, the whole philosophy of quitting. I know this can be not a touchy subject, but one of those subjects where, you know, you don't want to quit because you might feel embarrassed or you might feel like it's not the right thing to do, but quitting isn't necessarily always a bad thing. So Tyler, uh, you've had your fair share of quits. Um, <laughs> What uh, what are your thoughts you on, say it like on that? quitting? <laughs> yeah, you just got it on the list here. I'm just leading in. Yeah, I it, I came up with the idea because I did just recently stop doing my day one videos. And that was one thing that I said I was going to be quitting. And the original plan was to quit come 2024. But what ended up happening, Instagram took away the not share to, to the feeds, feed option. So then if I wanted to post a reel, I had to post it to the feed. So I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm going to be stopping sooner than I expected, which I was fine with just because I already had made up in my mind that I'm going to be planning on stopping this. And the reason for stopping it, I just didn't really see the ROI with it. And it was taking up quite a bit of time. It was something I always had to constantly think about. It's like, okay, I got to make sure I document my day. I got to get a video of this. I got to get a video of that. I got to get a video of this. And then I got to edit it in the morning and just even though it was like bits and pieces of my day is like maybe a minute here, a minute there, I'm still constantly thinking about it and it still adds up over time. So it's not freeing up a lot of my time, maybe like 30 to 45 minutes a day, which is a decent amount. And then that adds up over time. So that was one thing that I just recently quit that made me think of doing this idea. And I know I, when I first started doing this, I'm like, I'm going to do it forever. But I think I just got to the point where... I didn't see the potential ROI on it, but maybe, maybe if I did stick with it in 20 years, yeah, <laughs> I would be, I'd be like, damn. Well, and that's the thing. It's you, you have to look at it and what you got on your notes here, Tyler, is that there are certain circumstances where quitting does make sense. And if you mm -hmm. look at it, you know, like you mentioned the ROI, what are you really getting out of it? Yes. The consistency is awesome that you're doing it every single day and that you're staying true to something like that. Like that's, that's awesome. But mm -hmm. Is it worth, you know, you did it every single day for 45 minutes, 45 minutes times. I don't know. You did it for like eight months, didn't you? Uh, I started in April, end of April. Yeah. So let's say, you know, even if it was five May, months, five, June, you know, July. 
150 times 45. I don't know what that math is, um, but that's a lot of minutes. It's a lot of that's a lot mm-hmm. of minutes you're getting back, and that's if that's it was up. for five months. So, yeah, you have to look at it. Is it really worth the time that I'm putting into it? Um, and is it getting you to where you want to be? Because I think it always comes down to what's your end goal? What do you want to get to? with this content. You know, if you look at the day ones compared to let's say your YouTube videos with the YouTube videos, I think you can see the light at the end of the tunnel. You want to get monetized and you want to start getting brand deals and getting a following right with the day ones. It's a little bit more of a blurry path. Where are you going with it? Are you just trying to get Instagram followers? Um, Are you trying to sell, you know, what are you trying to sell? It's a little bit harder to see compared to something, say YouTube. So you do have to look at it from an ROI standpoint does it make sense to keep doing this or does it make sense to buy some of my time back? I know <laughs> we keep talking about this, but it, it is on the topic of it. The The original reason for me starting it is because I went to the Arte event and I was like fired up after that. And I was like, I want to conquer the world basically. And then we had the Arte Q&A session and I asked them a, the question and it actually got picked and Andy answered it. And basically what he said is, and the question was, we're coming back from this RTA event. We're all fired up. We have so much motivation. How do we keep that going? So we're constantly like motivated and whatever. And basically what he said was, you don't want that to happen. There's going to be ups, there's going to be downs, and that's all part of the journey. And that's basically why I wanted to start it was to keep me going and keep me motivated to show the mundane and like it was more so for my own benefit not for my social following or try and building my social following is more so for myself to just try and stick with it to keep me motivated to continually doing the stuff that I don't feel like doing and that's one thing that I have noticed since I stopped doing it I might be more willing to slack off and not do anything because I'm not quote unquote, recording myself or filming myself do something. So it's like, okay, I don't feel as guilty because it's like, if I, if I am recording myself, it's like, I want to make sure I'm actually doing something. Whereas like now it's like, okay, I'm not recording myself. So I'm fine with laying on the couch and doing nothing for 30, 60 minutes. Yeah. No. Yeah. And that makes sense because, you know, it's not, it's not bad if you're doing something for your own personal gain. Like it doesn't always have to be some external source like followers or money or whatever it is. But at the end of the day, you know, Tyler, you decided that, you know, my time is better spent elsewhere, which is that's okay. Because one of the big things I think about quitting, some people have this misconception that, oh, you quit like you're a failure. It doesn't always have to be Mm -hmm. quitting. You can always come back to it. Maybe, you know, six months down the road, Tyler, you're like, you know, I want to start doing those day ones again. Maybe I'll make this one little change to to put me in this trajectory. Quitting doesn't always have to mean you're done forever. You can always put it on pause. And you can always pick it up at some point in the future. Yeah, it's it's true. That's I I don't know if I will ever go to back to that, but that's obviously one area of potentially quitting. And like for me, there was like a lot of other things that I did quit. Like when I was growing up, like I would always start something new and then quit and start something new and then quit and start something new and then quit. And one of those things was drumming. And then I know I started YouTube for... <laughs> I don't even know if I would consider starting it, but I I did a lot of brainstorming. I filmed the video and that was as far as I got. So I don't even know if I would consider that quitting because I didn't even start. But there is a lot of stuff that when I was younger and that's 
one thing that I tried to change more recently is if I'm going to start something, I got to make sure that I see it through and I don't quit. Yeah. And I, I don't think it's bad that you're doing these things and quitting either, because I do think not enough people try enough things. Uh, you know, I've had a lot of conversations, you know, people ask me, Oh, you have a business, you get to do something you love. I don't know what I like. And I'm like, well, what have you tried to do? Where in Tyler's case, you know, he tried drumming. Maybe he fell in love with drumming and then he wanted to be a drummer, but he tried it. He didn't like it. He quit. Right. Um, so it's, go ahead. At the same time, one thing that I do have later on in here is a lot of the times you might not like it at the start because you're shit at it yeah. and you'll, you want to be good at it. And that's potentially why I quit because I wasn't good at it. I didn't see the payoff and I didn't stick with it long enough to be able to say, Oh, this is fun. This is enjoyable because it obviously gets more enjoyable and fun once you get good at it. Yeah. And you definitely have to, that's a good point, Tyler. You definitely have to stick with it long enough to see, is this something that I'm going to like? If you do it for one time, like let's say you're doing pottery you go do pottery mm-hmm. and you suck at it because you're obviously you're going to suck at it. You've never done it. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, I didn't like that. That sucked. It's like, okay, well, you're shit right. and you've never done it before. But if you do it yeah. for, you know, if you do pottery for two months, you're like, oh, I'm pretty good at this. I made some pots, a couple of mugs, but I'm like, that's oh, just not really for me. You know, I don't like it. That's a totally fine time to quit. And at least you tried to see if you like that thing, because a lot of people, like I said, they're, well, I don't know what I would do. I don't know what I like. And I'm like, well, you haven't tried anything. And you have to try it long enough to even see if that thing would be good. Mm -hmm. There's one thing that Alex always says is it's highly unlikely for you to be good at something when you're starting or doing it for the first time. And that's pretty much exactly what you're saying there. Yeah, it's very unlikely. Like there's so many things that, you know, I sucked at video when I first started. Literally horrible. Tyler, when you first did your first (laughs) website, you're probably horrible, you know? Yeah. You when you started video, horrible. when you were a content creator, <laughs> you know. Horrible. Yeah, well, you don't know how to get it live, but the 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 pre-actions are good. Um, but yeah, it's like when you start things, you're going to be shit at it and I I, I sh- people should know that. Like I don't yeah. know. I think sometimes people Yeah, people go into things thinking, "Oh, I'm going to be really good at this." And it's different maybe it's like ping pong. Maybe you're a tennis player and you're like, "I'll play ping pong and I'll be sick at it." Probably right. Mm-hmm. They're similar. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're trying something new, like right now, if I was like, "Oh, I want to go into interior design," mm-hmm. I don't know. I I put shit in my own house, but am I going to be good at it? Probably not. Um, so yeah, it's you have to have that mindset of if you're going to try something new, it's probably going to be, you know, a little bit difficult, and that's okay. Yeah, that was one thing that for me in sports, I was fairly athletic and I was fairly natural at pretty much everything to be able to be good enough to get by. So I was decent at everything, but it's like, if I would have dedicated all my time to just say one of them, I think I would have been a lot better, but I was just like decent at everything. And I just could get by more so like athletically, which was a little bit different because like badminton, I was half decent at and I never really played ping pong. I was half decent at and I never really played basketball. Maybe basketball is a little bit different, but yeah, um, a lot of the sports growing up, I was pretty decent at my first time just because like I was athletic, which was nice. Yeah. But and there are a lot of certain cir- circumstances. Like there's a huge learning curve. Like when I first picked up the camera, when I first picked up a drone, it's like I'm still learning at the same time. But it's like compared to the first time, it's like huge, huge improvements. Yeah. And you have to be excited about the learning aspect of things, not about 
I'm going to be really good at this. That's not what you have to be excited about. You have to be excited about, oh, I get to learn this new thing. If you pick up a mm-hmm. drone, you're like, I'm going to be a drone pilot. You have to be excited to learn like, oh, I didn't know I could do that movement where I could orbit around the yeah. building while also moving the camera the other way. Uh, you have to be excited yeah. about learning those things rather than getting upset uh, that you're not good at it because being bad at something in the beginning, it's not a good reason to quit. I think another good example would be a more in-depth example would be FPV drones. Because when you first pick up an FPV drone, they say you got to go through similar simulators first because it's so hard. Yeah. And then it's obviously like you're, you're going to be crashing a lot. So it's like, especially with that, like our, our drones are a lot easier to fly, mm-hmm. but it's actually like getting those good quality shots. That's when that practice comes in a little bit more handy. Yeah. And that's where, yeah, the FPV drones, man, people do hours and hours <laughs> in the simulator because they fly. If, they, if you go yeah. fly it the first time with a real drone, that shit's hitting a mountain so quick. <laughs> I kind of want to get into it. I always see these videos. I'm like, damn, that's so cool. But it's like I sit in the yeah. basement all the day. All day is like I'm never going to actually use it. Yeah. And that's where I wish I just knew someone that had FPV so I could just hire them to do yeah. it to get me the cool right. shots. Um, yeah. But yeah, because that's one thing I look at it, man. I, I always try to do things. If I'm going to start something new, uh, I want to do it until I'm at least decent at it. And if I do it for a while and I still suck and, and there's no momentum, yeah, and I don't like it, then it's okay. I'm not, I have no problems with quitting. Um, but where mm-hmm. the issue comes in is when people do something for a short amount of time, they quit because they're not good. And then they move mm-hmm. on to the next thing. And then they go to the next thing and the same thing over and over. They quit because they're not good. They go to the next thing. It's like, yeah, you're never going to find what you like because you're not giving anything a real shot. Do you have any examples of you quitting stuff? Um, not a ton. I mean, I used to have a clothing business that I quit. And the reason I did that, I did it for a while. And there were just things that I started to realize I didn't like to do, right? Like I didn't really like selling retail products. That was one thing when I started, I was like, this is going to be awesome. I can't wait to design the shirts and come up with cool shirt designs and sell the shirts. And then I realized I only kind of really like designing the shirts. I don't really like the whole sales aspect of things. So that was a learning curve that I decided to quit doing that. Um, uh, other than that, quitting stuff, I'm trying to think, um, and I was trying to think before uh, the episode too, uh, you know, weddings, that's maybe a good example. When I was shooting weddings, I was like, yeah, I'll shoot weddings. You can make so much <laughs> money, right? If you get to a point where you're good at them, you can charge $5,000 for a wedding, right? And then I filmed two, three, four of them, and I just really didn't like it. I was starting to see the signs that I'm like, it's too stressful. I don't want to be this stressed out. Um, it's not fun for me. Like, I don't really like these shots. It's not that I wasn't good at it. It's just it wasn't fun. Um, so that's another thing that I quit. And, you know, the word quit always sounds like, oh, you quit. You're a failure. No, I quit because I it was not good. Like, I don't want to do it. Um, so I don't know if there's a if there's some kind of misconception about the word quit i've always thought that even before we came up with this idea what do you mean by misconception like i people think quitting is bad Mm. i don't think it's always bad i think it could be a good thing you know like when you're smoking yeah exactly (laughs) certain certain quit alcohol there are certain scenarios when it is a good thing to quit and you talking about quitting right there maybe think of an idea or think of something because like earlier you said you can always quit something and you can always go back and then it made me think of my first time at college i ended up quitting or i guess you could call getting kicked out same thing (laughs) tomato tomato (laughs) and then i (laughs) tomato tomato and then i ended up going back to college again 
because I felt like that was a route that I wanted to go down. So I, yeah. that just made me think of that. I, yeah. Yeah. And even so. like the, the clothing company I used to have, I quit doing that and stopped doing it, but that doesn't mean down the road. Maybe I'm like, screw it. Like I got, you know, a lot of money. I, I know how to run this better. We can invest a little bit more in it. Maybe I pick it back up. I doubt it. I'm probably not going to, but it's something <laughs> down do the road. Coffee shop first. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's something down the road. And even, you know, YouTube right now. I haven't posted a YouTube video in fucking forever. Oh my God. I don't count it as quitting. Are you going to hit your 10,000 goals or your 10,000 <laughs> subs this year? No, I'm not. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so even that's like, I look at quitting as more so a potential postponing, we could call it. <laughs> Procrastination. Yeah, that too. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, there's there's so many different examples. You know, if you quit your job, you know, you allow for more time. You have time to work on other stuff. Uh, if you quit a certain type of video like I did with weddings, you allow opportunities in other areas. You know, every single weekend, if I was shooting a wedding, maybe a different job comes up that is on the weekends, only happens on the weekends if I get to film an event or something. Uh, you know, quitting other services, they just allow you to grow in other areas. So anytime you quit something... There are good reasons for it. If the circumstances are right, it's not a bad thing. Um, you just have to make sure that you give it the time to allow yourself to make that decision. You don't film too often on the weekends, do you? Uh, like client work? Yeah. No, I try not to. Um, I don't really offer up those dates unless needed. Um, yeah, I just like to kind of... The weekends, if I'm with clients, then it feels like, oh, it's just another weekday. But if it's not and mm -hmm. I'm doing stuff like on my computer or something, it feels like I'm getting ahead. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Or if I'm with mm -hmm. shooting a project for a client, I don't feel like I'm getting ahead because they're doing the same thing. It made me... So when you're on set and you're filming, do you have like a standard for your BCM? Like that's the product you're putting out. You don't want to really risk it, put it in someone else's hands type of deal. Because when I was filming weddings... Mike was really particular with that and he doesn't want to give up that control that he has when he's filming and say like outsourcing it to someone else. He doesn't really like to get rid of that. So do you, do you have that same similar mindset? Yeah, for sure. Especially the shooting wise. I think I want to shoot all of my projects right now for sure. Like be the yeah. one actually operating the camera and choosing the shots and the angles and the scene uh, editing. I'm a little bit, more lax on um, I'm yeah. willing for some people to edit some stuff. If it's a bigger project where I have a clear vision, I still want to edit it. Um, yeah. But yeah, right now I still want that control, but eventually I know self-aware enough to know that it's not going to be like that forever. And I will have to give up that control, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. that's okay. I mean, I, I'm fine with that. And maybe I bring in a person to shoot these projects and I can still direct mm -hmm. them. But I mean, if I'm on set directing, I might as well shoot it too. That's right. That's how I view it right now. And it's like when that person say you have someone else out, they're representing PCM. Yeah. And I assume, you know, 10 years from now, someone will be out shooting and I won't be on set at all, um, which I'll have to trust. But I hope it gets to a point where just like Matt and Bismarck, you know, he trusts me. I've been on multiple of his shoots for his clients and he hasn't been there and he trusts that I'm going to deliver. Hopefully one day yeah. I can find someone that works for me that I know has similar shooting styles. They understand the vision that I'm going for, for a lot of these shoots uh, and can execute. But right now I don't have that person. Um, but in the future, I do assume I'll, I'll have someone that can go out there and shoot and I won't have to be on every single uh, set. 
because it just made me think of doing weddings, say on the weekend, or and if you didn't even want to do it yourself, just hiring that out and just yeah. having someone else do it for you. But then there's that person that's representing you at the wedding and then they got to get the footage. So then it's like, is it up to your quality standards? So that's yeah. just where I was going. I with could that. outsource the whole thing. You know what I mean? Good. Outsource the yeah, shoot and the edit. And I'm just doing the client you communication. Could. And and then you just collect a couple thousand dollars. Yep. It's not a bad idea. Um, I could definitely look into that. I don't have to find someone to shoot it, though. There's not many people in this area. But if I, I could find some people that are around and be like, just add another $600 on for travel. Wasn't that girl that did the BTS photos? Doesn't she do weddings? Yeah, but I think she just does photos, a lot of photos for the wedding. So I don't know if she does video stuff. So She said she did one when I told her I was getting the BTS for video. She's oh. like, I'll do that. <laughs> oh, cool. Well, uh, yeah, maybe I'll just start having her do it. Um, but yeah, something to look at, uh, something to look at in the future for sure. Tyler, you got anything else on quitting? No, there is a good book called The Dip by Seth Godin. And that just talks a little bit about quitting, when to know winning, when to know to quit, because there is like that low or slope where it's constantly up and constantly down. And there are times when it's not really necessarily the time to quit and you might just be on that downward slope and then that upwards is going to be higher than that down. So yeah, that's a good book. If anyone wants to check out book recommendation, we should maybe start a segment like the recommendation corner, <laughs> the rec yeah. deck. We sit on the deck and recommends. <laughs> I was, I was thinking about a podcast where it's differentiating yourself instead of just being like a couple people sitting in their house doing the same thing that everyone else is doing, but it's more so like you're like on the go type of deal. I've seen other people where they set up a table and they'll have like a stranger come and talk, I think, but I don't know if you've seen that before. Yeah, I've seen one of them. Just trying to do something different because I was thinking it's like, if you got a million subscribers on YouTube and they're like, you should start a podcast. And it's like, okay, I don't just want to start another podcast that everyone else does where they just sit down and interview a person. It's like, I want to be something different. And it's like, okay, how could you be different? It's like, maybe you travel to these exotic locations or maybe you, I know Jerry Seinfeld did his little thing, not really a podcast, but it's like comedians in cars or whatever. Yeah. And then it's just like they talk in the car. So it's just something different where it's not the same old, same old, where you're trying to do something new and different. So maybe it's like, maybe our coffee thing, we, we set up at coffee shops and then maybe that's our yeah. our podcast take. And then we get our, we get, oh man, I'm coming up with these ideas. So the, this is the, so it's like a YouTube build off of our podcast. And it's like, so we go to these coffee shops, we test it out. And we say, hey, is it cool if we set up shop here? We're going to do a one-hour podcast. We've got to make sure they don't do any blending or anything like that. Yeah. But we go there, and then we rate the coffee shop. We rate the coffee, and then we sit down in front of each other, and then we have the coffees tested out Americano. And then maybe at the end of the episode, we'll say, this Americano was pretty solid. Yeah, I, I like the, I'm starting to think the idea of podcasts, they're more so just turning into shows, right? It's yeah. a show that is put on podcast platforms because I just mm. saw, Oh gosh, drop my notes here. Uh, I just saw, um, Daniel Tosh came out with a new show and it's pretty I much know. a, it's a podcast. He just sits at yeah. a table and interviews somebody, but it's called the Tosh show. And you know, it can be him just talking there 
this person. And yeah, it's a show, but really that's just a podcast. We're on the reverse side of things. If we were to do something where we popped up into a coffee shop, talk to each other about whatever, uh, maybe you talk about the city that you're in, you talk about the cool things there are, you talk about yeah. the coffee shop, you could have that as a show on YouTube, but then just post it as a podcast episode. So yeah, they're starting to almost it, blend together. So is this not exactly what late night talk shows are? They're just video podcasts? Pretty much, yeah. That's what it's become. <laughs> where they do short segments with guests? Yep, everyone but has. I, I guess there, I guess there are some different segments where they do some "quote unquote" funny, fun stuff. Yeah, I always fun thought, uh, yeah, if you could do some podcasts like on the go, I don't know, interesting brainstorm session you can have there. How yeah. can you differentiate your podcast instead of just sit down and talk to somebody? Yeah, you can do a podcast like Get while you're doing something like cooking, talk to the camera while you're cooking. Sounds like a video. Cooking and. <laughs> Yeah, well, this, that's what it is. Any podcast you film, all of a sudden it's a video. It's crazy. Technically, this is a show right here. <laughs> or what I could do for me is it's like a run and go podcast where I'll I'll go on runs with people. I've seen I've seen people do it on TikTok where they kind of interview someone. It's like, let's how how far are you running today? It's like I'm running five miles. He's like, it's like okay, if you do eight miles, I'll buy you a brand new pair of shoes. Yeah. So doing something like that where it's like Mike mic a couple people up and it's like okay we're gonna go on an hour run today it's gonna be nice and easy and then we're just gonna go through and have a conversation and that's the podcast there is one podcast i don't is a comedian i can't remember what his name is but he goes on hikes just goes on walks uh, with other comedians and they just have a conversation <laughs> yeah something like that <laughs> um, and they have a conversation while they're hiking and walking and then that's a podcast i'm like yeah mm. So many opportunities. Interesting. See, people are doing so, something different instead of do, doing the same old, same old that, that everyone else is doing. That means everyone's going to be doing something different so we can go back to the same old, same old and it will be different. <laughs> there we go. Everyone something. will quit and then we'll be the only ones that stuck around. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Let's talk about this week's business idea, uh, business wrapped. So this idea came about because uh, I don't know if you have Spotify, but Spotify always sends you their old Spotify wrapped of here's your top artists, here's your top... Um, songs you listen to here's how many hours you listen to whereas there should be some sort of service and i haven't really fleshed out the details entirely but at the end of the year in december i get a notification from this company of my business wrapped here's how many clients you worked with here's the revenue you brought in here is uh you know your top three clients here's how many hours you spent on sales here's how many this that the other thing um it would be cool if you could do some sort of spotify wrapped but for businesses. So it'd be like a CRM wrapped. Yeah, I like that. And then you'd have to put everything into the CRM because I know a lot of my clients don't use their CRM and it's kind of annoying. Yeah, they it's hard like to... Pen and paper. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, a, buddy, come a, on now. Spreadsheets here, different spreadsheet here. Yeah, I still am looking for the holy grail CRM software where it's everything that I want. I should just build out my own. <laughs> do it that's that that's how a lot of these big businesses work they solve the problem that that they had yeah that's what you gotta do but just i don't start know coding. yeah i don't know how to code um there's yeah i wonder if you could just do like a back-end website type deal maybe so a couple crms that i know of i don't know the only issue with hubspot hubspot's extremely expensive like it, the packages are so stupid it goes from like 50 100 2000 <laughs> it's like yeah right and then the other one i know of is go high level those are two that i hear quite often so yeah i don't know if you've looked into it but i just know hubspot's 
so HubSpot can be pretty expensive, but at the same time, HubSpot's like an, they want to be like a all in one thing. It's like CRM website, everything. So see, I don't even want website. I just want one CRM where it has everything. I should make a list. I'm going to do that sometime. Make a list of like, here's what I actually want in a CRM. Mm-hmm. And then either find that or build it, build it and they will come. Yep. Yep. I like it. So, so maybe that's your new idea. And then I can just add my business wrap to it. It's like a videographer. Don't, didn't they tell you to use a specific CRM when you joined that, that videography? Yeah. Group? They said monday.com, which I just use Asana. And then there's one other and I use them both. And I thought they're both CRM. really clunky. Um, Monday. Yeah. Monday was for like tasks. And then I can't remember yeah. what the other one was called. Um, there is uh, a the full-time filmmaker that I had Parker just came out with a new one called vid studio vid lead studio Ooh. or something. And I haven't looked at it, but people are saying it's maybe that's what I looked in. I missed the grandfathered price 50% off for life. Um, but yeah, I'll have to maybe look at that and see if that's something that's a little bit better. <laughs> yeah. Check it out. And it's, like it's, it. Yeah, it's so hard because everyone does their processes so differently, you know? Yeah. Or it might be perfect for me, but you might hate it. So who knows? Exactly. All right. Uh, anything else you got for us, Tyler? Uh, no, I do not. Perfect. That is episode 66 of The Midnight Entrepreneur. If you have any questions you'd like to cover or answer, email us at themidnightentrepreneur at gmail.com. If you found value in this content or found this entertaining, share this with a friend or post it on your story. If you really enjoyed the show, we'd love a rating and a review wherever you're listening. Thank you, Jorge, for the questions. Talk to you guys next week for another episode of The Midnight Entrepreneur. I got two. I just found two really good ones. Boom. Once you learn to quit, it becomes a habit. Vince Lombardi. You cannot fail unless you quit. Abraham Lincoln. <laughs>